This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you steam. It's Willard and Dibs <laughs> on 95.7 The Game. All right, that, that's the thing to me. Um, and I, I can't wait to hear from a bunch of you today. Uh, Willard and Dibs, Twitch, YouTube, Xfinity Mobile text line, uh, and 888-957-9570. That's the way you can get in touch, and we hope that you do. It's it like something, and, and maybe Doc Pandia will, will change the way I feel about this in 35 minutes. I did watch. He, he put out a, a cool social media video yesterday. And so you watch those things, and it's kind of like staying at a Holiday Inn Express. You, you suddenly feel like you're a doctor. I know you're Dibs, so you always feel I've like you're a, a doctor. I've been a doctor, Mark. Since yeah. the, before the doctor was an actual doctor, I've been a radio doctor. Okay, so Dr. Dibley, Brock Purdy, playing week one or no? He's playing week one. Okay, see, so... Th- He's playing week one. Even- if you talk about six months, and here we are, we're not even to February yet. So he gets the surgery February 3rd. He's out six months. August 3rd, the season doesn't start until around Labor Day. That's a whole month for him to get better. And by the way, you don't sit out for six months never doing anything and then, okay, now I'm ready. Where's the football? Part of the rehab is a slow ramp up. So by the time we get to week one, which I don't have the schedule in front of me, and the schedule's not out yet. They and, are at Philadelphia oh next God, year. Oh, God, I hope they open up at Philadelphia. <laughs> they are. I mean, not the opener, but they do play on the road at Philadelphia next year. That's Let's a fact. Let's get Boxer and Gerson to get <laughs> yeah, Butcher and Bonte oh. back in their jerseys. Uh, maybe we should go this time. No, anyway, no. you and I both would be wearing muted <laughs> would you? Exactly. I'd be wearing Why'd gray. you wear a white t-shirt, Dude, Willard? Seriously. I don't know, so it was the top of the drawer. I swear to God, Dibs is wearing lime green. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? I don't have the... I don't have the same maybe i'm older and i am older you're older but i'm at the point now where (laughs) i look at what joe and bonte did and it's like 
Good on you, no, boys. Congratulations. Them. No, I would do good it. Good for That's them, it. not good for me. No, I'm fine. not letting some some jabroni from South Philly hit me with a hot dog. Oh, but I'm just not. I just laugh at people. I laugh at people. Like, honestly. It, it, and I don't mean this about, we do too much of this. The Eagles fan base, like I told you, I texted with my buddy who's an Eagles fan. He not like that. I know multiple Eagle fans. And they're not throwing hot dogs at anybody at any point in their lives ever, at a game or anywhere else for that matter. Well, you got bad friends then. Thank you. The people who do this stuff, like the game ends and they go back to those lives, those lives that brought them to that level of anger and mentality. And it's just like, good Lord, like, good on you. You won a football game. You're a hot dog thrower. Like, what the hell? What are you doing? So anyway. 945. We may have to move that up. I've got a what are you doing. Do you? I have a big what are you doing. And I'm so sick of it. It's a joke. But anyway, um, back to to the issue at hand is. uh, Look at you. Thank you. Little Dr. Dre for you. I found found myself a little surprised that we're here. And, And Bonte and Joe kept saying it all morning. They're like, can't believe we're here. But we're here, and I'm like, are we? Are we here? Really? I I guess we're here. I didn't feel like we were here, and here's what I mean by here. We're here, and, and you're. you're there. I'm over there because go back to Saturday with me for just a second. Can we go back to Saturday? I ref nine games, Mark. My I, knees hurt. Okay, go back there. I had Nahigian's kid. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Nahigian. Yeah, well, oh, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I think anyway. I hit him for three fouls. <laughs> All earned. Yeah, exactly. Sure, like a raise would uh, help that. Look, look, look. You foul him out, you're gone. Go back to Saturday. We're sitting here talking about sourced reporting that the 49ers believe Brock Purdy is their future starter. We are also not hearing any fan in the world argue that. Nobody would disagree with that. We're also watching Brock Purdy, a man who has... Never lost a football game. Again, it's Saturday. He's never lost a football game. The 49ers on the inside, based on reports, are that Brock Purdy is our future starter. We've all said for weeks, if he makes it to January 29th, he's the starter. That's the guy. Those are all the things we knew on Saturday. Then he went out and conducted six plays, and someone hit him in the arm. Every doctor has come out and said five- to six-month injury. Okay? Estimate, five- to six-month injury. A bunch of you have processed that, those facts. You have put them all in a bucket and decided the 49ers need to start over at quarterback. Huh? What? Like, wait a minute. <laughs> did Brock die? No. Or did he just get hurt? I, I think you're all suffering from PTSD. But you got, this is he Jimmy got hurt Garoppolo. and you don't know if he can come back. You don't know what the rehab will be like. You don't know if he can come back in six months. There might be a setback. There might be an infection. But, there I, might that, be a case where he's not ready to go in six is months. Is that not true then about Trey Lance? Why is everybody assuming that Trey Lance is going to play football next well, year? Well, they're not. And that's why many people aren't looking at Trey Lance as the guy to take his place. They're huh. looking outside the organization because a lot of fans don't believe in Trey Lance, and a lot of fans aren't sure about Brock Purdy and his ability to get better, so they're looking elsewhere to find a quarterback who can take this turnkey roster and make him relevant until Brock is ready or Trey's eventually ready. Um, we're getting a lot of messages also about, um, okay, th- this is a serious injury. We don't know what the recovery will be. 
Uh, look, first of all, Tommy John surgery, which I don't think is what Brock is probably going to have. That's very rare for NFL quarterbacks. Jake DeLome did it. Uh, did Jake DeLome come back? Sure he did. By the way, you know this. Uh, there's a weird thing going on in college sports, even high school sports. This is a baseball thing. But guys are almost being encouraged when the elbow starts hurting to go ahead and get the Tommy John surgery right. now because you're going to come back stronger. But that's it, 12 months. That's a 12-month thing. Yeah. This is a six-month thing. I guess my point is we're not. this is not an injury that traditionally ruins careers. I feel like a lot of people are acting like, we don't know if he's ever going to play again or or if he's ever going to play the same way again. There's zero evidence that that's on the table. I don't think any fans are wondering about that, Mark. I'm seeing it. What I'm seeing is is week one concern. People are concerned about week one. People are concerned about this roster and where you are because right now, if we get past the Super Bowl and the day the Super Bowl ends, the minute the Super Bowl ends, you will see those future odds for... Super Bowl champion the next year. And whoever wins the Super Bowl this year will likely be the favorite. Kansas City or perhaps Philly will be the number two choice. But I bet you the Niners are the third or fourth choice on the board for Super Bowl odds next year. And so Niner fans are all geeked up about next year already because we're getting past Sunday's disappointment and we're looking at the most important position in all of sports. And you look at Brock Purdy. If he's out six months and he has surgery tomorrow, that's August 1st. And that means, okay, you're back August 1st. Can you be ready in five weeks to start the opener? Or is Trey Lance and his ankle, surgeries twice, by the way, wants to fix it, wants to fix the fix, which is natural when you put a plate in a guy's foot, wondering if Trey Lance is A, healthy enough, and B, good enough, or... Is it door number three? And door number three is where many people want to go because inside that door, you've got a 46-year-old goat, you've got a 39-year-old ayahuasca taker, and you've got a wide variety of other possibilities. But, Mark, that's where most fans are. I know, and I don't think they should be. I don't think they should for multiple reasons. Everything you said in that setup, I agree with it. It's true. But nothing in there says to me door number three needs to have that kind of a presence or be that kind of a name. Door number three is Nate Sudfeld's of the world. Uh, Derek Carr. I mean, no, Derek Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Garoppolo. Those people are going to want a deal. Tom Brady. They are going to want Now, Tom is 40. Aaron Rodgers. No, nah, Aaron, same thing. Aaron's still in the middle of a deal. Those are people who want $40 million, security, a clear QB1 job, and four to five years. But these are all quarterbacks inside that door where, and this is where fans start to... I don't agree. I just like, how is that an option for the Niners? You're essentially telling Brock... It's all an option. If you go sign one of those guys, you're telling Brock Purdy, that's it. We don't want you You're telling Brock Purdy, you're back to being what you were, which is our backup. And if you sign Tom Brady, then Brock Purdy... Slow play your rehab. You're going to be here. You're our backup. And, you know, if something should happen to Tom Brady, and by the way, only 11 quarterbacks started all 17 games last year, so you need more than one quarterback. If you sign a quarterback from door number three, to me the real interesting thing is, what do you do with Trey Lance? Because Trey Lance becomes QB three. So if you choose door number three, Trey Lance is no longer QB3. He's he goes elsewhere. Sorry to use the, the, yeah, no, no, the trigger it's word. It's well used, he's, actually. He's irrelevant. It's well used. So I would advocate they don't do anything. Agree. And you, if you want to sign a third quarterback and you need a third quarterback, sign somebody, and I'm not saying they should sign Andy Dalton, but somebody of that 
ilk. There you go. We're on the same and page. And Andy Dalton kind of quarterback. We're on the same page. Somebody who like, could be QB1 I, <laughs> for a while, yeah. but really is QB3. I mean, here's the other side to it. Let's say Brock Purdy does miss two games. Something like that. Oh, Three God. games. Does this fan base need a reminder of what can happen in a season? I don't know. After the first month? You were three and four this year and didn't even know who Brock Purdy was. And you ended up in the NFC title game in a 12-game win streak. I guess that's my, my question. My question isn't, uh, why are you worried about the injury? Of course you are. My question isn't, is he going to be ready for week one? That's for people who know health, and that's for his body. And how, I don't know. Doc Pandia, 945. But it, I feel like a bunch of people have gone from, he might, he might miss week one, and they've processed that as, we, we got to go a completely different direction. No, calm down. No, you don't. Agreed. Yeah. Brock Purdy is going to play next year. Pr- sooner rather than later, and maybe the whole damn year. Uh, maybe Trey Lance plays the whole and year. Maybe Trey Lance plays. And I agree with you also. If the 49ers make a big swing a- 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 in a different direction at quarterback, the the news is not Brock Purdy's arm. The news is Trey Lance, you out. Right. We don't like you. We don't think you can play. Uh, that that to me is what I'm watching this offseason with what the 49ers choose to do. Because Trey Lance will be healthy in, what, a month or six weeks? or OTAs, easy. Sooner yep. rather than later, Trey Lance will be healthy. And going into the offseason, if Trey Lance is here, Trey Lance is QB1. Trey Lance gets the QB1 treatment. He gets to go to fill-in-the-blank city, Nashville or Memphis, wherever they want to meet up and play catch, him and the fellas. <laughs> it's going to be Trey Lance, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. going to be Lance, Kittle, Ayuk. Debo, it's going to be the fellas playing catch. Maybe Jawan Jennings shows up third and Jawan, and Trey Lance is going to be that guy. Brock will be on Trey's scooter, even Brock though will it's be his arm. Lefty. Yeah, exactly. left handed. Yeah, exactly. Be the Uber driver. So at that point, Trey Lance is QB one. But if we get to March, if we get to April, and we get to May, and we're getting closer to the NFL draft. And you start to hear that, oh, geez, the Niners aren't sold on. The Niners are looking at maybe a late-round QB to be the next Brock Purdy. Then you know what you need to know about Trey Lance. Here's something that I haven't really heard anybody bring up also on this conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Your quarterback perspective on the Niners, 888-957-9570. We will take your calls prior to getting to Doc Pandia, emergency Pandia, uh, coming up in 23 minutes on the Brock Purdy situation. Keep it coming on the Xfinity Mobile text line, Twitch and YouTube as well. Good morning here on Willard and Dibs. But um, here's the other thing I'm hearing a lot of people do. We went from one day where people are crying in the locker room because they're free agents. You got McGlinchey, you got Jimmy Ward using the word they. He's been doing it all year long. We'll see what they do. It's fun being on that team. Whatever all the words he used, and it's weird and it doesn't sit well. I get it. Different pronouns from Jimmy Ward. Big free agents on this team. And the number one advantage the 49ers have over the league for the next three years, is financial. There's a massive jump in the cap that was announced yesterday. It's north of $20 million in the jump in the cap. And the 49ers are going to have the opportunity to spend less than 10 of it on two potentially viable quarterbacks. One, we know for sure. That's a massive advantage. And all I hear are a bunch of you signing up to give the advantage away. Just give it away. Let's go get Aaron Rodgers for $170 billion. Tom Brady for $30 million for one year. That's it. 
That's it. Like, you're literally going, all right, Brandon Ayuk, I'm not sure if we want you. That I, I want y'all to understand that that's what you're saying. When you do this, oh, everything's on the table. We got to get Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr. Okay, Ayuk, peace out. Like, y- y- But you said the cap is malleable, Mark. It, it, well, that's true. It's always movable if there is a give and take between the players. But at a certain point, what do we also know? In the NBA, Joe Lacob can spend whatever the hell he wants. He can keep all of these players, but he's not going to because it's irresponsible. And that's not the way successful organizations run. So I don't know if it's Ayuk or whatever. The point is, is that you have a massive financial advantage right now, and you can use that money for all those things you guys were all calling about yesterday. We need a right tackle, and we need a defensive tackle to replace Kinlaw. Need a center. Great. Get that. Not another quarterback. No doubt. And you know, you look at the draft capital they have and uh, the list of Niners picks. They have nobody in the first. They have nobody in the second. They've got three-thirds, three-fifths, and a bunch of sixths and sevenths. So in terms of like real game-changing draft picks. D'Amico Ryan's news coming soon, but yes. yes yeah. now, do they get a third this year for that? Good or is question. It, I'm not sure. I know it's a third next year. You get two thirds. Right. I wasn't sure if they got a third this year. Might but be this year, next year. I don't know. And that's whatever. not done yet. But right anyway, now you sorry. got pick Go 99, 100, and 101, so slap on 102 yep. to the end of that list. Okay, great. You've got four picks at the end of the third round, and they've done well in that spot. But in terms of real game-changing pass rushers, you're not going to find one. A game-changing tackle, you're not going to find one. You're going to have to find supportive pieces, so free agency would be the way to go about that. And if you spend $30 million on Tom Brady, for example, you're not going to have the cap room to go out and improve your roster. And also, the guys you need to sign to keep, guys like, oh, I don't know, Nick Bosa, who's up for an extension, you want to give them their money as opposed to a stopgap QB. I mean, I'm, I'm open-minded enough to, to, to go, okay, look, Brady is sort of different. He's over here. And the reason he is, even though I think Brock Purdy played better football this year than Tom Brady, if we're going to acknowledge that we don't know where this Purdy injury story is going to go, Brady, I guess, becomes potentially – Kind of mildly, I'm not there yet. But but does he? Is there a scenario where he becomes interesting because he, in theory, has always wanted to play for the 49ers? So would he come for a lot less money? And it's one year. No, I, is the I, answer? Yeah, probably not. Uh, although he's taken pay cuts throughout his career. My point is, is you know, you guys are going to Derek Carr, or Kirk Cousins. Those dudes are getting money. They're getting money. Jimmy and Garoppolo years, years is going to get money. Years. Tom Brady, it, that that's different. So, according to reports, Brady is probably going to be in the thirty million dollar uh, a year range I'm, for I'm one year. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> out. You got to do it right. Uh, I'm out. Thank you. Uh, sponsored by CalHope.org. Uh, look, it is still the Red and Gold Reaction. Nice win by the Warriors last night. We'll get to that too. Red and Gold Reaction is brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at Zenny.com. It is Willard and Dibs. We're looking for your calls on this. What do you want to do at the 49er quarterback position this offseason? 888-957-9570 is the number. Doc Pandia in about 15 to 20 minutes. Joe Thomas, top of the hour on 95.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Game. Are you guys that clueless? Now. Back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. It's possible. It's definitely possible. I'm not going to be delusional like you guys. Uh, well, join the fun. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hey. Come on, people. <laughs> I wonder how you translate this. Doc Pandy in 10 minutes. He's going to come, come on, on here. He's going to come on here and he's going to change the entire uh, tenor of the Bay Area conversation. Because he's going to walk in here and he's going to tell you that the starting quarterback for the 49ers next year is going to be Brock Purdy. <clears throat> I think. Anyway. I'm going to ask him, too, about my arm issue. Do I have UCL? Oh, please. Do I'm, you? Yeah. It's this damn baby, Mark. She it keeps is. gaining weight. Well, you And know. I go to hold her and it's like, man, my arm hurts right. on the inside part of my elbow. How old's the baby? How old's she? She's five months. <laughs> She's your, blowing up, your dude. Your arm hurts. She's getting big. Holding a five-month-old baby. <laughs> S-O-F-T. Yeah, my exactly. Totally, dude. Yeah, I got I, issues. I tell you what, uh, but but this is a little bit. My butt hurts. This is <laughs> this is the other part of the game Sunday that I think is is still in people's minds, and we had a conversation in Changeover Two about it yesterday, and so I wonder how you translate this. Pot dude, we didn't get to it. Um, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy would take your calls, Doc Pandy, in ten minutes. Uh, so this is about the non red hanky. Devonte Smith catch opening drive choke artist. So everyone's had their opinion. Should you throw it? Should you not throw it? Oh gosh! If you see everybody running to the line of scrimmage, throw it. That whole thing. Um, but one thing we barely started to touch on is that damn earpiece that the head ref has. And you mentioned the league office looking at video on every play, and players have started to talk this year about. Hey, officials keep making calls, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're huddling, and they're coming out, and they're switching the call before anybody's thrown a hanky. Now, you can still throw the hanky and review whatever you want, but what is it that's making the officials change a call on the field before anybody has done anything? What is that? 
So a lot of people are going, okay, is somebody talking to the refs in the year like, yo, we got video, and you guys just blew that call? And so that's what a lot of people think. I have no idea. You're Mr. Rulebook. Yeah. Is that allowed or not? Like, is this part of the deal officially, unofficially, where league office can whisper into head ref's ear, y'all missed it, (laughs) change the call, change the call, is that part of this officially or no? It's an unofficial thing, and it depends on the certain circumstance of the call. Like, in terms of a garden variety flag or no flag, if you throw a flag on a play and the referees huddle, you might be able to get word of, hey, guys, you want to pick that one up. That was not, like we saw that in the 49er game, where there or maybe it was the Dallas game, where there was a helmet-to-helmet where Dre Greenlaw leaned down and they called it, right? And then they that's huddled. A, that's a flag, though. That's not that's a reviewable. That's not a reviewable. On a thing. flag, you can huddle, and then you might get word yeah. of guys. I think this is a bad flag. You may want to pick it up, okay? And they can pick it up. In terms of a review, where you have a system in place, and the system is the coach must challenge the call. It was not a scoring play. It was not a turnover. So the league is not bound by the same sort of rules of we need to like step in here because if they do that, then why do we have the challenge system in the first place? Fair. So, so they're not bound by it, but are they allowed to do that? Because I think that ver- they're allowed to do it, but they all, don't do it. We're all under the impression that they are doing it. Take a listen to what Kyle Shanahan said after the game when he was asked why he did not throw the red flag. Because the replay we saw didn't definitely show that. They actually... We saw one up on the scoreboard. I was going to throw one anyways just to hope to take the chances, but they showed one up on the scoreboard that didn't have all the angles you guys saw, and that looked like a catch, so we didn't want to waste the timeout, which we definitely would have if we didn't see that. But then I heard they got a couple other angles, and you guys end up seeing later that it was not a catch. Okay, so listen to what happens next. I'll read it to but you. But we definitely would have, We would have. didn't. But we didn't. Yeah. We could have, but we didn't. And you took three timeouts to the locker room, which, by the way, they actually, when he goes to the locker room, you don't see it on camera, but they have an official go there, and he has to physically hand over three timeouts before he goes to the locker room. He yeah. thought that he got a point for each one, but he doesn't. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be great. So they asked him about it again in, in sort of a follow-up way, and I want you to listen to this quote and see if it's, same thing stands out to you that stood out to me. Quote, like, kind of asked, like, if you could do it all over again, you know? And stuff. And stuff. He goes, quote, I wish, but I mean, there's people. I mean, I think the NFL can do that. If they can see it, they're supposed to do it. But I mean, we didn't see it. That's the quote. Right. And I'm very fascinated and would like some definition going forward from the league on this sentence. I mean, there's people. I think the NFL can do that if they can see it. They're supposed to do it. Kyle Shanahan right there is saying that if the league sees that replay prior to the Eagles snapping the ball, I read that as they are supposed to. He uses the words supposed to. Yeah. Say something into the ear of the head ref, drop ball, drop ball, or whatever, and stop the play from happening and reverse the call. That's how I read that. No? Well, and this is there's two things here. One, are they supposed to do that? And do we ever see them actually do that in this situation? And the second piece of it is, how soon did they see it up in the booth? Because they have access to every camera angle 
and every replay. Do we know definitively that in that moment, the person in New York saw all the replays and saw the one replay because all we saw on TV was, wow, one-handed grab. And we saw four different replays, and the four replays we saw on TV were, that's an amazing catch. It wasn't until you got that one angle from the end zone behind where you could see the ball moved. And by the way, the ball didn't move a ton. It was a pretty close call that had Kyle thrown the red flag, they would have eventually overturned it yeah, because it was definitive. It took some yes. it was definitive once you saw the one yep. singular replay. So there's two things here. One is does the league do this very often? I don't recall a lot of times where the league will stop a play without a red hanky and allow the the New York to review it on a non-scoring well, play. No, it's not allowing them to review it. What he's saying is, he's saying this is, and this is why I think this is happening more than we, the fans, realize. What he's saying is they're supposed to just say it to the ref, and the ref, essentially, it's not send it to New York, it's not stop the game, it's not go review it on their own. It's huddle and then come out, and I've watched the refs do this a number of times this year, come out and say, the ruling on the field is incomplete pass even though in real time it was ruled complete and then if the eagles want to challenge that they can but in other words they're being told by the league hey you got this one wrong so they sort of have to do a song and dance like let's huddle let's talk it out exactly we come out okay the ruling on the field system is in place they clearly didn't do that in this case because philadelphia and the receiver is doing double fist like hurry up hurry up hurry up the refs never huddled on that play because there was never any communication. If that is the protocol, and I don't believe that it is, the protocol is you got question, throw your red hanky. And so if New York didn't see it definitively, even if New York is supposed to, hey, you know, signal to the ref, you may want to huddle on this one. The play got snapped well, before they had a chance to even communicate that. What, he, this is on he, Kyle 100%. I don't disagree. I and guess he's trying is, to deflect this onto the league, well, this and is, I think that that's erroneous. I, I, this is what makes me uncomfortable. Not only are we as fans sitting here going, hey, how does this work? It sounds to me like a coach is. Listen to the way he says this. I mean, there's people. I mean, I think the NFL can do that. They're supposed to do – I mean, like, what are we talking about? No, they're not supposed you're, to do that. But but the head coach of the 49ers is sort of kind of indicating that. Right. So I don't even know – he sounds like he's not sure. Right. And that's my point. How are we not sure? How's he not sure? How's this not defined? Either you do this, NFL – or you don't do this. Stop doing this under the radar so that we don't know if you're supposed to do it it's or not nefarious. supposed to do it. Yeah. Totally. The bottom line is there's a system in place for a coach who doesn't think that a call was correct. And that is you reach into your pocket and you pull out a red hanky with a slightly weighted ball on it and you loft it onto the playing field. That's the system that's in place. But if you want to rely on the NFL to radio to a ref to bring about a huddle to then discuss something that you think is well, wrong, you're putting your faith in the wrong hands, no Kyle. No doubt, no doubt. All you got to do is pull out the hanky, dog. Pull out the hanky, throw it on the field, risk a timeout if you think that something was done incorrectly. You know that I'm with you. I know that you're with me. However. No, however. We're also asking these coaches to guess. Like, that all happened with the angle we got and the speed of it all. And he's on the opposite side of the field. He can't, Right. There's no way he can see that. Now, are we just going <laughs> to trust Hufunga? 
You can, but how many times have you seen play? Oh, everybody stands up and always they. Oh, I didn't commit Draymond a penalty. Draymond Green is right. a great example. Exactly. Let's review yeah, it. Yeah, review it. Draymond, you fouled him actually three times. You didn't foul him once. You fouled him three times. Draymond, though, is pretty good at his uh, let's yeah. review it. But bottom line is, if you're relying on an under-the-radar nefarious system of communication between the league office and the referee on the field in real time, when in doubt, pull it out. Pull it out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I exactly. Mean, just, yeah. Exactly. I'm talking about, All right, don't, don't talk don't, about that. Doc Fanny here in a second. Let's go to Angry What's Black in, uh, in Sunnyvale first. <laughs> uh, Angry Black, what are you doing? What do you got? I am driving 237 towards Milpitas with about 17 tons on the back. But, hey, here's the thing. I think that scenario is already ha- is already happening with the officials and the refs on the, on the field because we've watched football enough the last two or three seasons, and we've all seen it. A flag comes coming, coming five seconds, six, seven seconds after the play is over, and it's like, where'd that flag come from? You can't tell me you haven't thought that maybe, maybe, just maybe, somebody in New York got in the ear of one of these guys, or maybe they're all eared up, mic'd up, and said, throw the flag, we just saw this. There's no doubt. You're absolutely right, and it's why Kyle said it. I've heard multiple people in the NFL talk about this. What's interesting is no one will talk about it with, like, a big voice. Everyone's just kind of like Kyle was there. Like, ah, yeah, there's this thing. They, they can do it. They're kind of supposed to do it. I think they're supposed to do it. This is how everyone's talking about it. And the reason I believe that people aren't a little bit more forthright about it is there's this mystery. There's this. Hang up on him, guys. There's this mystery <laughs> about whether or not this is legal. There's a mystery here. And, and players have noticed this. But but the league is not telling them. Oh yeah, like you, because wouldn't a coach be like, well, wait a minute, if you can review it, why do I have to risk the a timeout? The system is broken. Bottom line, if there you, you go. really want, you either got to do this all the way or really not at all. If you really want to get the calls right, then there's no more throw the red hanky. Everything gets reviewed by the eye in the sky, and it's going to lead to stilted and staggered games. But at least we'll get the calls yep. right. All right, uh, let's get this call right uh, because this is the one. So many have been waiting for. It is not Doc Pandia. It's emergency Doc Pandia. We broke glass. Right? Okay. All right, Doc. So this is big. All right? Okay. Got it. Got okay. You. No. <laughs> Listen, I saw your video last night. Super, super helpful. Very educational. I suggest everybody go check it out. But I, I think the spot to, sp- to start is to get your reaction to the fact that many people think that Brock Purdy will not be ready week one. What do you think of that? So I think that for most NFL quarterbacks, I mean, there's a minimum of them. Most of them don't get surgery, but obviously he potentially may go down the surgery route. But I think that if he's going to get something done, most likely it would be a repair, um, which is similar to what Nick Mullins had. And the general timeline for that is five to six months in terms of getting back to play. Most people who get that done are throwing at three months. So assuming he gets it done relatively soon, he'd have him throwing May or June, and then he'd pretty much be ready to go at the beginning of the training camp. The only kind of wrench in that would be if he undergoes a full reconstruction, which would be rare um, for someone his age, and that would be a 9- to 12-month recovery. So my gut feeling, obviously things can change based on what they see on the MRI and what they see during surgery, but that he'd get the repair and be back for training camp unless there's some major damage to the ligament. 
which you really only see in pitchers because they have so much degeneration in that ligament. Usually for a one-time event, you wouldn't expect that much kind of damage to the ligament uh, from one traumatic injury. So is it safe to say that the full repair is what we describe as the Tommy John surgery and what Brock Purdy might be facing is something short of that? It's more of just not a full reconstruction, but just a repair of some sort. Yeah, exactly. So what typically they do in a repair is that, you know, the surgeon opens up the elbow and they're like, look, that ligament actually looks like good quality. We can sew it back together or kind of reattach it to the bone. And then you kind of, you know, can make that a little bit stronger using various different devices. With the reconstruction, you go in there and the ligament is just like in pieces. It's shredded up. Then you take a piece of tissue from a cadaver or from somewhere else in the body and put a full new ligament in. So when you're just repairing stuff, quicker recovery, you can start moving it quicker and start throwing quicker. That's the six months. The big full one where you're putting something new in there, that would be the nine to 12 months. Doc, is this ever the kind of injury that can be career-altering? You know, because we have such good data from pitchers who, you know, obviously are straining their elbow a lot more, are getting the big reconstructions, and a lot of them come back, 80 85% of pitchers come back, and some of them even come back better. I think for a quarterback who has less stress across their elbow, is probably going to get less of a surgery. I don't anticipate that there would be much impact on his performance unless something unexpected happens. So even though few NFL quarterbacks go down this route, I think we have all this pitching data to suggest that he'll probably have a good chance of coming back and, and playing very well. The difficult thing may be how long is he out, but I think at the end game he's going to be back playing in the NFL. What's the nature of the mobility needed from a quarterback versus a starting pitcher as it pertains to the UCL as far as the extension and the ability to be able to play through a slight strain or a tear like Brock Purdy was unable to do? Yeah, so I think for, you know, for a pitcher, like, you basically have a UCL injury. It's just impossible to get velocity. I mean, you can get out there and throw 60, 70 miles an hour, but you just can't compete at the major league level. For a quarterback, what really ends up becoming the major issue, particularly in the game, because a lot of people are like, why didn't Brock go out there and just tough through it, is that, number one, it's very, very painful. It sounded like, based on reports, he may have had some issues with the nerve as well, too. It, you just can't grip the ball and throw it effectively. So it, I think anyone thinking that he could have gone out there and thrown it is probably, you know, it's a little bit, of, you know, not the best option in terms of him doing that. But I do think that for a quarterback in general, they strain their UCL less. But even though they strain it less, you still can't throw a ball if you have any degree of injury to that ligament. Uh, Doc, wonderful to have you in an emergency fashion. You want to talk again tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. Let's All do right. it again, you know. Uh, let's, do it. let's do it again. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have more Purdy, but then other stuff. Uh, for you, as always, uh, tomorrow afternoon. Thank you for, for fitting us in, Doc. Oh, he gone. I, I, he knew it was an emergency. He's a busy man. He's yeah. already he's he's already operating on somebody else. He may have an actual emergency, other than talking to the, these two jabronis. There's, there's but, no uh, bigger emergency than this. No doubt. Brock Purdy's career is at stake. Yes, and the, the Niners' future lays in the balance because is Brock Purdy going to be able to come back in time for August? And Doc Pandia seems to think that yes. And again, he isn't the surgeon, and until they open up his arm. We don't know how badly torn yep. the ligament is because what he said I think is very interesting in terms of the various levels of injury and the levels of surgery. So if it's completely shredded, a shredded ligament, well, then now you're, you're talking about Tommy John because you can't repair a shredded ligament. You cut the ligament out. You go to a cadaver. You put a cadaver ligament in, which is what they did when they did my ACL repair. My ACL was shredded, so I had a cadaver Rest in peace, whoever donated their ligament. I appreciate it. I have a new ligament from a cadaver as my ACL. 
Brock Purdy's injury most likely is not shredded. It simply is torn. And if it's torn and repairable, then you can just stitch that baby back together, same ligament, tie it back on, and the recovery is a lot shorter therein. Yeah, we're not inside any MRIs and X-rays and everything, but right. uh, what, what, what's Brock, 23? Yeah. Yes. Okay, he's 23 years old, and he's not a baseball pitcher. So huge. again, That's I'm a, huge. Like, in, in order for Brock Purdy to not be ready, we, this is what I got if you just want to take this to work with you today. Or take this to the dinner table with you tonight. For Brock Purdy... Or the operating table. Or the operating table. Wherever you're on your way to <laughs> right Whatever now. table. For Brock Purdy to not be ready by week one, either something is going on in his arm at age 23 that is very rare, or um, unforeseen and rare complications come from the recovery process. I feel like a lot of people hear that six months and they're going, he can't throw till August. Doc just told you he's going to be throwing in May. Three months. Three months. Soft tossing, but throwing, throwing, yeah. And throwing in May. Like, we are not at ground zero start over. Niners need a quarterback. They've got one. Brock Purdy. They've got two. Starting Trey quarterbacks. Lance. Yeah. Both on rookie deals. Also. And yeah. if you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, we know that you can build your roster with chock full of high price guys all around them. And Brock Purdy cannot renegotiate. It can't be a renegotiation sensation, oh, Mark. Cash you out. For one time. Yeah. For two more years. And Trey Lance can't renegotiate, I believe, for two more years two more as years. well. Yeah, At the end the of this rounder. third year, you can you can buy out his fifth year if you love Trey Lance. But either way, you go into this next year with a rehabilitated Trey Lance and a rehabilitated Brock Purdy, both on rookie deals. And the thing that Doc said that I'm glad that he was able to confirm is a lot of times the shredded UCL comes from pitchers because of all the use, the overuse, the throwing, the throwing, the throwing. Brock Purdy's injury was a catastrophic incident where he got his arm hit as he was going forward. That was a rip. So I don't believe, and again, I haven't seen the MRI, but I would imagine based on the reports we've heard that his ligament is not shredded but simply torn, and if it's torn, it can be repaired and not replaced. The replacement is 12 months. The repair is six. Red and Gold Reaction is brought to you by the SF Sheriff's Office. Your future begins here. Visit sfsheriff.com and apply today. All right. Really good stuff there. Hope that calms some fears. More to say on that coming up throughout the rest of the show. For sure, in your reaction on the 49ers quarterback situation at 888-957-9570. Coming up next, all-time great offensive tackle Joe Thomas. You're going to want to hear what he has to say about Kyle Shanahan. He joins us around the corner on Willard and Dips. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.